Hey, it's Ella and Daddy, and you're listening to the Not Me But You podcast, where our goal is to speak out the truth of the Bible so that our listeners may be encouraged to live in a manner worthy of their calling. Together, we pray that God would use this episode to strengthen and guide you on your faith journey. Without further ado, enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode, and today we are going to be talking about just topics and questions that are pretty common among new believers, and so we put a poll out on our Instagram asking you guys to send us some questions or things that you didn't understand about Christianity, and none of you responded. Nobody. I couldn't believe it. I was so bummed out that nobody responded. But it didn't stop us. It's not like, oh, no one responded. We won't do this episode. No one's interested. It's like, no, we're still going to do the episode. (laughs) I guess my point with this is if you hate the episode, that's on you because you didn't respond to my Instagram (laughs) suggestions. So anyways, we Googled some questions and they're also just some questions that we have had ourselves in our past. So here we go. Topics. That are confusing for new believers. Yeah. Actually, most of these really came from me and Ella's. Just like we went off on a kind of a tangent. We're like, I'm, I was confused as this. I was confused on this. And we kind of just made a list. And then some of them we did improv- improvise with Google. But yes. Yes. First topic on our list is Satan is the prince of this earth. And I actually did not know this. I did not know that it is true that Satan is actually the prince of this earth. I always thought like, oh, God's in control of this earth, but really it's Satan. Yeah, which is super crazy to think about. But in Ephesians 2 verse 2, Satan is called another term for being prince of the earth is prince of the power of the air. And in John 12, 31, he is called the ruler of this world. And in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4, the unbeliever follows Satan's agenda. And it says, The God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. I think basically the big thing behind this is even though God created this world, Satan is control is in control of unbelievers mm-hmm. on this world and he is infiltrating lies and sin everywhere. He's yeah. just this yeah. deceptive little creature that's squirming around everywhere. Right, right. And it's important to know too that believers we are not under the control of Satan. Satan has no power over us. Satan can only control unbelievers. It says in Colossians 1.13, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. So God has rescued us from the dominion of darkness, from Satan's lies and tricks and traps. God is protecting believers. It's unbelievers that Satan has control over. Yeah, I'm actually reading Job right now. And in Job's, one of the opening chapters, um, Satan has to go to God and ask permission to inflict harm on the servant Job. And God allows it. And so we really see this picture of God is in complete control because Satan cannot do anything without asking permission from God from. So yes, he is able to to perform all these sin and these lies and this deception here in this or world and he is um in control of us however god is sovereign over all meaning satan still has to go to god and ask permission Mm -hmm. which i really enjoy that picture because 
it makes me happy because I'm like, hey, I'm on I'm on team God. Yes. And I know God wins in the end, so I'm like, huh. Right. And God always has our best interests at hand. So even though he's allowing Satan to do harm to Job, he had Job's best interests at hand and he told Satan, Fine, do what you want, but you cannot kill Job. You cannot physically hurt Job. And in the end, God really blesses Job um, beyond what he ever had before. So just that in mind, like, yes, Satan can harm us, but ultimately God is in control and he is not out to hurt us. Right. And like in that story, as you were saying, God put like parameters on it. It was like, yes, sure, you can do this, but you can't like inflict his body Mm -hmm. or like you can't take away certain things from him. And like Satan was bound bound to that like he couldn't overstep what god allowed him to do yes um another thing is in second timothy 2 verse 26 it says and that they will come to their senses and escape the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will so that that's just kind of like the devil has taken us captive he's deceived us and that is why our whole point is yes satan is the prince of this earth meaning he does have control over us but it's important to remember that he does not have control beyond what God has allowed him to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like we've mentioned before, in the end, God wins, Satan loses, Satan will be bound to hell. And so, yes, Satan is the prince of the earth, but we don't have to be fearful of that as believers. Right, exactly. So our next most common question as a new believer We really get this a lot is how do I read the Bible and how do I pray? While I'm sure me and Ella would both love to jump into (laughs) this topic again, we've actually done two episodes on this for how to read the Bible, and that would be our episode three and our episode 14. And episode 14 is actually titled, The Bible Isn't About You, but we really do walk through how to read the Bible. So I'd encourage you to go listen to episode three and number 14 Mm -hmm. if you're just asking that question like, hey, I'm a new believer, how do I read my Bible? And then for our how to pray, we actually spoke with Pastor Aaron Moore, and he really walked through what it means to pray and how can I pray. And that's that's an amazing two episodes. We broke it down into two different sections. And so that is episode 10 and 11. So we didn't want to bore you to death in answering those two questions, even though they're really common as new believers. So we just wanted to like plugging ourselves, I guess. Yeah. 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 So go listen to those. Um, And then another question we have is, what is heaven like? And well, we don't really know. (laughs) Right. We, I mean, the Bible doesn't clearly lay it out like this is exactly what heaven is going to be like. Right. And in a way, I feel like that's actually a good thing. Like there's this hope and like this waiting for it. The Bible doesn't give a lot of information about what heaven is like, but... We don't need to know. We just need to know that through Jesus Christ's death, if we repent of our sins and trust in him, then we will go to heaven when we die. And we know it's a great place because it... There are little descriptions of it here and there, and Jesus calls it paradise. And Right. And I think it's really important to remember that we live in a world right now that is just squirming with sin. Mm -hmm. We have never experienced a world without sin. So no matter what heaven is going to be like, we know that it's going to be without sin. And 
the lack of sin is something we cannot even imagine because we've never experienced it. So it is going to be absolutely amazing because we have never lived without sin. Right. And just the fact that we will be in the presence of God and worshiping him like we were created to do, our souls will finally just be at peace. And that alone is just heaven in itself. Yeah. But I think we should um, look at a couple things that the Bible does say heaven will look like. And the word heaven means paradise. And when I just think of that word, I mean, think of the places that we refer to in the world that we call paradise. It's like Hawaii and all these tropical things. Mm -hmm. So I can just imagine heaven being this paradise, this like oasis, this amazing, beautiful place. And it also in Revelations, specifically Revelations 21 verse 12, it talks about how the city is filled with brilliant, um, costly stones and crystal clear jasper. It also gives us a description that heaven has 12 gates. We're not really going to go into the significance or anything Mm -hmm. about that, but those are some actual descriptions of what the Bible says heaven will look like. And I think to just looking around us at the world that God has created, we have so much beauty in this world. And this world is not our home. So just the fact that God has given us such a beautiful earth and that we eventually will get to go to heaven and be in our true home, that alone tells you that heaven is going to be an amazing place if our earth is this beautiful. Oh, absolutely. And on top of that, just this place of beauty, we have a place of no mores. Like heaven is a place of no more. Mm -hmm. And so we'll have no more sin, no more pain, no more sorrow, and no more tears. And we also see that in Revelations 21 verse 4. And I just can't imagine a world without pain, without suffering, and without tears. Like I feel like even though we try to like dismiss dismiss those emotions and focus on the happy, like there's always just twinges yeah, of sin yeah. in our life. Yeah, it also tells us in 1 Corinthians 15, um, verse 40 through 49, that our bodies will be free from disease, pain. Obviously, there will be no death because we will be in eternal life. So I don't know, just the fact, like how Addie said, there will be no more sin, no more pain, no more sorrow, no more disease. We don't really need to know what heaven looks like or because we know that we will be in the presence of God and we won't be experiencing these awful things of the world. And the reality of it is, is that heaven is beyond our ability to describe. Mm -hmm. We can't comprehend it. We can't describe it. And in 1 Corinthians 2, 9, it says, But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of a man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. So we can imagine absolutely the best thing in the entire world. Take it times a thousand. Take it times a million. Because that's how much greater it is. That's mm-hmm. how amazing of a place that God has prepared for us. I'm definitely excited. And... Put your trust and hope in Jesus and repent of your sins, and you can be excited for it too. And we can be heaven buddies. Ready? (laughs) Heaven buddies. Here we go. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So another thing that I didn't know until recently, actually, is that the books of the Bible are not in chronological order. And once I was told that, I thought about it, and I was like, well, I should have just known that. That seems like a common sense, no-der type of thing, but 
I don't know. I genuinely did not know that before. I just think that's pretty interesting. Well, I think in like every book that we pick up, you start from the beginning to the end and you can just read all the way through and the story is in chronological order. So it's a really odd idea to us that these books wouldn't be in order. And that's because the books of the Bible are actually organized by the type of literature. So we have historical, we have poetic, prophetic, so poetic and prophetic. They sound similar, but they're different. And then we have letters of instruction. And so they're broken into these categories. And then within the categories, they're actually within chronological order. So mm-hmm. first we broke them up with categories. Then we put them in chronological order. Yeah. So, so Genesis through Esther is primarily historical telling stories, telling what happened. And then Job through Song of Solomon are poetry. Isaiah through Malachi are prophecy, and then Matthew through Acts is historical. And then Romans through Jude are letters to churches or individuals. And then finally, the book of Revelation is prophecy. Yeah, and we actually really encourage you guys to go look into like a chronological reading plan, or you can even buy chronological Bibles. Because if you were to just sit down and say, I want to hear the story of the Bible from front to back you can't really just sit down and just like we said open it up and keep reading but they do sell chronological bibles where you Mm -hmm. can do that or you can just flip online and find a chronological reading plan which just put it all in order for you of what to read and we can of course we'll link some of those down below yeah definitely um and then another huge question that not even a question but just something that sadly a lot of believers are totally unaware of is the fact that Jesus is coming back to the earth. And I don't know, my church has always done a great job of talking about this, and my pastor has always talked about the fact that Jesus is coming back. So I had always known this, but I didn't realize until I just got to know like other people and whatever that there are a lot of people out there who have no clue that Jesus Christ is coming back. Yeah, I actually was one of those. I think it wasn't until probably two years ago that I really understood the fact that Christ was coming back. I think I always kind of knew, but I didn't um, understand all of the events surrounding it and just, just the weight of the fact that, wow, Christ is coming back and I need to be ready for that. We could totally go and in depth and like discuss this a lot we did actually do an episode on this um, and that was episode nine and I believe it's titled Christ is coming back are you ready and that really was fueled from the fact that I looked at Ellen and was like this is amazing number one this is biblical number three I think people need to hear this and I didn't know this so like can we tell the world this and that's mm-hmm. kind of was like the fuel and the passion behind that episode so before we like explain it more just I encourage you to go watch that or listen to that. Yeah. So finally, the last question we're going to talk about today and the million dollar question that everybody asks is, why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? Yeah. And I know we just discussed the book of Job earlier, but we're going to jump back to it. And that's because Job was just this God-fearing man who um, Satan inflicted harm on and he Mm -hmm. lost his family. He lost all of his possessions and basically just everything that he had to account for was just gone. And so he went through this immense suffering 
but it says in the Bible that like Job was a God fearing man. So we ask that question, like, why did God allow good things or excuse me, why did God allow bad things to happen to good people? And I think we need to first off, remember that all of us are tainted and infected with sin. So I may claim that Ella is a good person, yet we're all sinners. We all fall short. So I don't think there really is such a thing as a good person because in Luke 18 verse 19, it says, no one is good except God alone. So I think, I think, you think you think i think i think (laughs) so i think we first need to just flip that misconception and say you know what i don't think there's such thing as a good person yes yes and that's so easy to forget there's so many times in my own life own life that i say like oh they're such a good person such a kind good person and then i'm like what are you saying no they're not right we all we all fall short and that's because we live in this fallen world and because we live in this fallen world we experience the effects of the fall so some of these effects are just like injustice and seemingly senseless suffering mm-hmm. so we actually had four main things to keep in mind and i kind of based these off of got questions and this is just an awesome biblical site where you can go it's um, gotquestions.org and just type in your questions and they provide amazing biblical answers yes i didn't know about this resource until we talked about it in our how to read the bible episode now i use it all the time and sometimes i have questions that aren't on there yet and you can actually ask it and then they'll answer it within like a week and they'll send you a detailed good answer so Super good resource. Yeah, it's amazing. So we based um, most of these off of there. So I would totally encourage you guys to go read that article. But the first one is bad things may happen to good people in this world, but this world is not the end. Mm. And I think we forget that a lot. We're like, wow, this is awful. And I can't believe that God would allow this to happen to us. It's like, okay, but what about the good hope that's coming? Right. We're not done here. Like, this is an end of story. Well, and we see in the Bible that God is a God of justice, and he is not going to just let things go. So while that person or that event that happened may not receive the justice it deserves in this life, it will in our, like, the world is not the end. It will receive justice as it deserves absolutely yes that's what i'm trying to say god is a rightful judge he will make it right in the end yes um so our number two is bad things happen to good people but god uses those bad things for an ultimate lasting good i've seen this a lot where someone's like wow i lost a loved one or i went through this extremely hard time but it led me closer to christ or like i gained xyz Mm -hmm. out of it I think we often forget that suffering makes us cling to Jesus. Yes. Like it keeps us hooked and attached. Mm-hmm. We're like, I have nothing left to hold on to because everything in my life is complete chaos. But yet we can look to Christ for peace. Yes. I am reading in Second Corinthians right now. And Second Corinthians is, yes, it's letters, but... While Paul was writing these letters, he was going through some really difficult times, a lot of persecution and suffering for the sake of the gospel. And he writes in there like he's just so grateful and rejoicing for this suffering. And he's telling churches to rejoice in suffering and be thankful for it because 
that is how God teaches us to rely on him. And like we mentioned earlier in this episode, like God doesn't want to harm his people and he will bring good out of bad situations. Yeah, and I think we have such a small perspective. Like we're only able to see the bad going on around us right now. And we're like, God, how dare you like allow this bad thing to happen to me, a good person, when we're not seeing two years in advance of how God is going to use this in our story. Mm-hmm. We don't see that. And so we're sitting here blaming God. And who are we as sinful people to blame God? Yes. Yes. We should. Why do we have such this deep, innate longing for justice within us when we deserve punishment we ourselves deserve justice yeah and here we are crying out for justice crazy silly people (laughs) silly people (laughs) so um our last big point that that article really stated was bad things happen to good people and the worst things happened to the best person Ooh, i know ow yeah so who are we like as sinful people to say why did this bad thing happen to me? I'm good. Okay, imagine yourself as Jesus. Why did that bad thing happen to the one person who lived a sin-free life? Mm-hmm. Jesus is the only one, the only one who ever was, ever is, ever will be that is good. Right. Jesus was perfect. He was God in the flesh. He lived a sinless life. He's the only one who's good, and he received the worst death he received the punishment for our sins so we cannot say i am good i'm good why are bad things happening to me because you're not you're not good none of us are yeah and when jesus christ he was the best person and yet he still had bad happen to him so who are we to sit here and say this Mm -hmm. and i think it just really proves the point of we truly don't get what we deserve whether that's bad things happening to good people or even in the sense of salvation. Like, we don't deserve salvation, but yet by the grace of God, we have it. Yes. And praise God that we don't get what we deserve because we all deserve death. Amen. Amen. As we're wrapping this up here, I just want to read to you a verse in Proverbs, and it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Yes, we don't always know how to answer that question. Why does God allow mm-hmm. bad things to happen to good people? But yet we can trust in the Lord. Yes. We can sit and here. Oh, go ahead. I mean, just with all these questions we have and other questions you have in your mind, we might not be able to answer them all or fully understand them all, but we just have to trust God. Right. And I love the fact that we can trust him because he is sovereign over all. Mm -hmm. And sovereign over all means he's in complete control over all. How amazing is it to serve a God who is in complete control? Like, I can willingly follow him because I know he's in control. I know he's not going to mess up, screw this up. So I can... Right. And God does give us a lot of answers in the Bible. And that's why it's so important to get into your Bible and read it. But not everything is spelled out clearly in there. And that's part of what it means to have faith in him and to be a Christian. Yes, you have lots of answers and lots of resources, but you also need to take that leap of faith and trust in God. Right. Because even when I don't understand, God is bigger than my understanding. Yes. Like, God is way bigger than that. So, 
like we said, um, these were just some of the questions that we were confused about as new Christians or just questions that we see were commonly asked by new believers. Um, so if you have any more of these, if we, if you guys are like, Hey, I totally thought of some and I want to respond now, maybe we'll do a part two. <laughs> maybe we won't because I'm salty that no one responded. <laughs> I'm kidding. Get over it. She forgives you guys. It's okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. We definitely will just send us a DM, whatever. Right. Let us know. So, um, Thanks so much for listening to just our top six things that we were confused about. I I hope you were confused about these two so that we could help. And mm-hmm. if not, well, maybe you can help us. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, you guys. And we will talk to you all in our next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our show. As always, we'd like to remind our listeners that we're born into a broken world. With that being said, we're not perfect, and we ask our supporters to always fact-check our words and opinions on the one and only truth of the Bible. We would absolutely love to hear your episode suggestions or feedback. Check us out on Instagram by typing not me but you productions into the search bar. Thanks again for the love and support.